Welcome to Digital Marketing Made Simple. If you're a small business owner or entrepreneur seeking advice on creating a profitable online business, look no further than your host, Jenny Lyon, founder of Jenny Lyon Digital Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services, award-winning writer and 20-year digital marketing expert. For many people, creating a profitable online business is the dream, yet they struggle and they don't have to. Each week, we'll share some of our best digital marketing tips, practices, and strategies to get you optimal results. We'll also chat with experts and share our favorite small business success stories. Together, we're going to strengthen every area of your online business from content creation, social media, and email marketing to online courses, webinars, product launches, and more. I hope you find this podcast both empowering and inspirational. Now, let's get started moving your business to the next level. Hello and welcome to another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple. I'm your host, Jenny Lyon, and today I'm sharing the biggest mistakes I've made in 20 years of business. So hold on to your hat. Let's jump in. You know that old saying that mistakes are why they put erasers on the end of pencils? Well, that might do the trick when you're in sixth grade. But when you're a small business owner, mistakes have slightly higher stakes. As a small business owner, I've faced countless difficulties throughout my career. Oh my goodness, like everyone else in the world this year, I've faced incredible challenges in the last few months alone. The good thing is that I've learned how to take those mistakes and learn from them. But trust me, this wasn't easy. I've always found that the next best thing to learning from your own mistakes is by learning from someone else's mistakes. So I thought that I would share some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my 20 years of running Jenny Lyon Digital Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services. And thankfully, every one of these stories has a happy ending. But I'm not going to lie, at the time, it was super hard and it felt very overwhelming. But hey, revisiting them will also remind me of the lessons I've learned. So let's go to it. Okay, so here's the point where you stop and everyone's going to point and laugh at Jenny. In the first handful of years in my business, despite being a virtual assistant, I was super reluctant to hire a virtual assistant. In fact, I put it off for years. I know, it's hypocrisy at its finest. After all, that is exactly what I preach to all of my clients is the benefits of hiring a virtual assistant. But I couldn't take my own advice. And that led me to one of the biggest mistakes of my career. So I've always been a workaholic, and becoming a small business owner did not help with that. Now that everything was on my shoulders, I started spending 16-hour days working to make my business a massive success. I put off every necessary break, weekend, and holidays to spend every minute I could on my business. I didn't take a vacation at all probably in the first five years. And moreover, I believe that I could do everything myself. I mean, why bother hiring a virtual assistant when I am a virtual assistant? And for the first few years, this insane schedule seemed manageable. I was bringing in more and more clients, so why change anything? So my first big wake-up call happened on a Friday night back when even my son was much younger. My husband, Jason, and I had planned to take him to dinner and a movie. I was working that day, 
but the film was slated to start at 9 p.m. So I thought, no problem, right? And Jason kept popping in and asking if I was wrapping up. And at around 8 p.m., he came into my office again to ask if I was ready to leave. I still hadn't left my desk. I had a massive project in front of me that I needed to finish. I felt so swamped and overwhelmed, and I really felt like I couldn't leave. It was awful. I ended up canceling on them, so they understandably went to the movie without me, but I can't begin to tell you how terrible I felt. I remember crying as they were driving away. I not only let my family down, but I also deprived myself of their company. And I love my family more than anything in the entire world. So that weekend, I decided that I needed help, possibly in more ways than one. But my current workload simply wasn't sustainable anymore, at least not without sacrificing the precious hours with my family. So I made a choice. And the following week, I hired a virtual assistant. And instantly, everything changed. Little tasks that had been taking up hours and hours of every day of every week suddenly vanished. Hiring a virtual assistant was one of the best decisions that I'd ever made. And nowadays, I'm off work every Friday by 5. I get to spend all of the time that I want with my family. I can take the weekends off to live my life. And I don't feel like I'm constantly buried in work. And here's the punchline. After I hired a virtual assistant, my bottom line actually improved. Like a lot. Like double that year. I was no longer overwhelmed by everything, meaning that I could do higher level work for my clients much faster. And the joke, of course, is that I already knew all of this would happen. I mean, after all, it happens every single time I work with one of my clients. And sometimes I guess you really do just need to hit rock bottom. So the next mistake that I made also falls under the category of trying to do everything myself. So are you detecting a theme here? I might be a little bit of a control freak. And despite making the massive step of hiring a virtual assistant, I was still somewhat overwhelmed by my workload. I mean, I pride myself on being a Jill of all trades. I offer my clients a multitude of different services. But eventually, I needed to realize that I can't handle every single part of every single project. It just doesn't make sense. And to be honest, the instinct to do everything is something that I still fight with every day. I mean, I double check everything. I really want everything to be perfect. And so here's a recent example. So late last year, I had an idea to launch a webinar for my own business. Now, if you've listened to my episodes on webinars, then you know how much work goes into them. I mean, you need to do the research and write the script and design slides write and design landing pages and thank you pages, write email sequences, create social media ads and integrate everything. And then my gosh, you still have to run everything and fill the entire webinar. And I was handling every single one of these areas by myself. And because the webinar was a personal project, I kept putting it on the back burner while focusing on my clients' needs. Cobbler shoes, right? And after a full year, the webinar still wasn't finished. It was like a running joke in our household. Every night I would, you know, meet my husband for, you know, a drink after work or to get in the hot tub. And he would say, how's your webinar coming along? 
And I would say, it's not done yet. <laughs> and while I knew that I could do every part of the webinar, it didn't make sense for me to do everything. I didn't need to do everything. I mean, I knew that I could find someone who was a full-time copywriter or graphic designer, a web designer, and that I could have a team of experts behind me. So that's what I did. And you know what? Once I asked for help, the webinar came together much faster than I could even believe. And I'm almost ready to launch it. And I plan to do so next month. So stay tuned about that. And I'll give you a heads up when it's ready. But my mistake here was presuming that I have to be the expert in every area. And I have to do everything myself. And while I can do everything myself, and I am an expert in all of these areas, there really is no reason why I should, especially now that I have a really great team to support me. So to be fair, this next problem is a problem that I see a lot of small business owners struggling with every day. I see it every single day on social media. So it's all about your health. In my case, more so about fitness. So something that I've always known about myself is that I need to exercise every single day. I Not only to keep in shape, it's more about the psychological effects. That's what's really most important to me. Building and running a small business is super stressful. And over the last 20 years, I started building some really big anxiety issues. And if you haven't guessed from my other stories... I'm really good at burying things and plowing ahead to do everything. So if I have a massive project that's coming up for my clients, I just buckle down, I push the anxiety aside, I do whatever I need to get it done, which isn't healthy. It's really not. And eventually I learned that the best way to handle my anxiety is through exercise. I mean, for years, I've always started my mornings with a combination of different types of workouts, usually something weight training and aerobic. And it seems that my body and mind respond really well to this kind of exercise. I have to sweat. <laughs> and then suddenly everything changed. So I had badly injured my knee. I couldn't even bend it. I was on crutches. So exercise was not going to happen. You know, I kept trying and it would just hurt or it would start to get better a little bit and I would hurt it again. So the doctor said, you have to take some time off and let it heal. So I did. And I knew that I needed to try something else, but I was afraid. I mean, after all, this was the key to handling my anxiety. I needed that really hard workout. And so I did what any reasonable person would do, right? I threw myself into my work, into my business, and I just tried to ignore it and thought, you know, soon enough it will be better and I'll just get back into my routine. And unfortunately, I couldn't hire a virtual assistant to do my exercise for me. Oh my goodness. If so, sign me up today. I would sign up for that. That would be amazing. But without my exercising habit, I soon felt myself dealing with insomnia, stress, panic attacks, uh, overall just miserable. It just wasn't sustainable. So thankfully, one Saturday when I was feeling super overwhelmed and stressed, my husband Jason you know, he came to the rescue as he often does and suggested that I go to a yoga class. Yoga? Huh? What? Hmm, maybe. So I went. We had a studio right down the street and I signed up for a week-long free membership and almost instantly I felt better. 
my insomnia vanished. Now that could have been because it was a 90 minute hot yoga class and I was exhausted. But either way, I slept like a baby that night. And my stress started melting away much faster. And then on top of all of that, my knee got better. So I'm not exaggerating when I say that yoga really did save my life and my business that year. So quitting daily exercise was one of the worst mistakes that I've ever made. And I almost paid an incredible price for it. Thankfully, I found another type of exercise that gave me the same type of benefits while giving my knee a break, but without all of those drawbacks. So I'm not suggesting that you have to go out, buy a yoga membership, go to a 90-minute hot yoga class every morning at 6 a.m., although it does work. (laughs) I'm telling you, it worked for me. But taking the time to exercise every day can change everything. It doesn't need to be a huge commitment. I mean, some mornings I don't have time or I just, you know, I don't want to do a huge long workout. So I'll just jump on the elliptical machine and watch Netflix or I'll pop in some headphones and I'll go for a walk. But trust me, it will be worth the time. So what did we learn today? Well, let's be honest. I feel like this episode is more about what did I learn, (laughs) but hopefully hearing my struggles will help you with some of yours. So the big takeaway for me was that I needed to take the necessary time off. I deserved it. My family deserves it. You deserve it. And hiring someone to take work off your plate, hmm, maybe a virtual assistant, is a good idea. And you can always put your family and your health first. At least try to balance it out as well as you can. I know that that is super, super difficult. So a virtual assistant can improve your bottom line. Remember, I doubled my income that first year alone. And you can't be the best at everything. You can try, but it's really hard to sustain. And hiring a team of experts, hey, I know someone that can help you with that. Wink, wink. (laughs) And learn what your body and mind need to stay fit. Find an exercise routine that works for you and stick with it. So the common theme in all of these stories is stress. And like I said, small business owners deal with a ton of stress. It comes with the territory. The trick to being a successful small business owner is to learn ways to mitigate and eliminate that stress. That could take the form of hiring a virtual assistant to take care of time-consuming tasks or bringing on experts to help with specific projects within your business or simply taking time off, or exercising every day. Every situation is going to be different, but in my experience, these strategies really do work. And if you want an excellent overview of what working with a virtual assistant looks like, I have a really great free workbook. It's how to use a virtual team to grow your business and get your life back. You can grab it in the show notes at jennylioncom forward slash growyourbiz. Or if you want to cut right to the chase, then you can always reach out. As one small business owner to another business owner, we can sit down, we can figure out some effective ways to eliminate the stress in your life and your business. Believe me, it would be a pleasure to help. I've been there. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that maybe by hearing some of my biggest mistakes that I've made in 20 years of business, might help you so you can maybe skip some of those mistakes. And if you like what you hear on the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing my show. You'll just 
scroll on down to the bottom, tap to rate with five stars, and select write a review. I'd love to hear what episodes you enjoyed the most. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. I'll be adding new content weekly. If you're not subscribed, there's a good chance you might miss out. So go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next time on another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave a review. If you want to connect with Jenny, you can find her at JennyLyon.com or on social media. We'll see you next week for another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple.